Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music, music, horror, horror. Subculture. subculture, and overall, overall bad ass. ass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio, Radio. with your hosts host, Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. Here, excuse me, and uh, wow, the weekend passed, and uh, this was a recording done on the weekend. We have Gwen's train coming back from Frail, we've had them on before, and I love their music, and she's lovely. And we get into some details with her right now in the background. You're listening to Electric Prawn, that is Charlie Fleming's baby. And he has, yeah, check out Electric Prawn. Um, go to Charlie Fleming on Facebook or uh, Rare. I'm a Monster Publishing. That's his other baby. I want to thank Charlie Fleming for that. I am flying solo tonight, but something cool coming up for you guys. I can't talk about it yet. But the election's over. We have a new president. It's weird. Uh, Charlie Fleming is probably very happy about it. Um, yeah, it's split down the middle for most people that I know. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't get political, but. Some people on here might get political on the next show. Oof. And I will step away from the microphone. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, again, Gwen Strang from Frail coming up very shortly here. We always go out with Yard Panther. And uh, of course, check out Yard Panther, our house band. You can go, you find them on um, Instagram and Kettle Whistle Radio. Kettle.whistle.radio, whatever, is also on Instagram. Follow Yard Panther. And, um, well, stick around. And, oh, yeah, uh, the Charlie Fleming was also behind um, uh, Bloodbeak. <laughs> Ooh, that was a spoiler. Blood Freak. Yes, a 70s remake. You shall enjoy that. But, like I said, check out Fr- Charlie Fleming or Rar. I'm a Monster Publishing. And, of course, Electric Prawn and all his other musical projects. But, yeah, Blood Freak is out there. I haven't seen it yet. I'm a little upset. But when I do, we will have those guys on here. Okay, 
Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Bask in the wackiness of Boku Askew TV. A YouTube channel featuring sock puppets, irreverent comedy, bizarro imagery, and oddball silliness aplenty. To watch now, visit youtube.com slash Boku Askew TV. God, I'm just trying to clear. <laughs> Maybe it's funnier if my nasal passages are clogged. I don't know, but well, I've had the worst allergies today too, so I don't know what's going on. I just assumed it was my cat, but it might be season stuff. <laughs> Definitely seasonal. All right, well, let's get started here. Um, all right, well, hey, folks, friends, and fiends. Uh, yeah, I'm nasally. I'm Dave, and we're missing two Shawns right now, but we're gonna let the darkness in with Miss. Oh my God, Miss Gwen Strang from Frail. Hi, good. How are you? Fantastic. Even though I can't breathe, um, but <laughs> it's great to hear your voice, though. And uh, it's been too long, I think. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, sixteen ninety two came out. Uh, yeah, how does that work in this time of COVID with an album release? <laughs> Well, we actually released it just previous uh -huh. to the whole country being shut down, so it was uh, kind of crazy. We released it on Valentine's Day, and I think everything got shut down in, in March, but yeah, it kind of uh, canceled any show plans that we had, you know, we, so right. we had to cancel all this stuff, but I mean, honestly, it was, um, I think it sold out before everything hit anyway, but it, it was... Um, you know, it's, it's always a learning experience. You know, what do you do when you can't go on the road to support your release? Yeah. You know, I guess you, you do live streams is what you, is what you do. Right? Uh, yeah, we, we feel lucky <laughs> that we got to see you guys at all. It was great, honestly, meeting you and Sean at Cativo. I, that was just so great. Um, that was a, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I mean, yeah, it could have been bigger. Uh, should have been bigger. Uh, you guys are bigger, but that's just the way things go these days. But um, so, all right. I what's the lineup? What's your current lineup right now? Live for, you for, for live live playing. Oh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, no. I, I mean, who's in the band? Like when if you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same as it as it was when we saw you in in uh, in Pittsburgh. You know, it's still uh, Sean. And mm -hmm. um, Elliot Rosen, um, Pat McGinley, and Eric Emzik on bass. So it's it's still the same guys. We really haven't. It's funny because uh, Sean and I actually started playing, or started practicing last night because we have something that we're working on, um, and we were both so bloody rusty. It was mm -hmm. insane. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think uh, you know there's some health issues now with Pat's wife maybe having covid so oh. you know we were going to practice this weekend but apparently not you know so 
Shit. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you... I have to ask you, because I'm not sure who writes everything. I, I, I think me and Sean talked a little bit about this last time, but are, do you write the lyrics? Yeah. So I write the lyrics and the melodies and any uh, vocal harmony. So basically anything that um, you hear me doing, I've written. Um, Sean writes the riffs. And he actually um, writes the drums and the, you know, bass. He, he writes the music and then when when he's got a, like a basic riff, then I come in and mm-hmm. we kind of, um, I'll figure out a melody and then we'll kind of figure out arrangement together. And, uh, and, you know, we're very vocal on opinions about each other's stuff. <laughs> Sometimes that's good. As you should Sometimes. be. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, you know, but it, of course being a couple, it's a different dynamic. So oh, yes. it, it can lead to personal stuff too. But, um, <laughs> I mean, we're pretty good about it. We respect each other's opinions and kind of how... But I would, I would love to write something and have him write, you know, uh, to accompany that, but that's not how it works, unfortunately. I agree. <laughs> yeah, when you, too many alphas in the room, it happens. I understand this. Yeah. Actually, more than you know. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to hear that. So, Because you guys, I mean, honestly, God, you guys just complement each other. His arrangement and your vocals, just amazing to me. Um, yes, it's a refreshing sound that was missing in the world. Um, now we touched on something once, uh, were you a Cure fan? Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) What's your, (laughs) what's your jam? You know, when I was in high school, I think that was like my big thing. So, you know, it's hard to pick this one. The forest just immediately comes to mind, but Mm. Yeah, I think when I was like 15 or 16, I ran away from home to go to Montreal to see them. <laughs> That's what you said, yes, I know. Yeah. But, uh, well, for me, it's Fascination Street, because it opened up doorways, like, oh, shit, this band can be heavy. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I kind of see that with your tunes. I know a lot of metal guys are going to get pissed at me right now, but <laughs> no, it's it's so emotional. Yeah. Your stuff is, yeah. emo- I mean, honestly, it is. So, were you a goth fan before you were a metal fan? Were you alternative rock? I think I think it was a hyper goth. I think hyper goth. Like, I like that. Yeah, I was like a, a little gothling, and um, yeah, I moved to Toronto, and then it kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. I owned a goth store on Queen Street. I don't know if you know anything about Toronto, but um, and I, uh, I don't know, it, was, it was just kind of a different scene, and it was it was really cool and, and so I think I came to the music stuff from the goth side and mm. you know wanting everything to be spookier I want to be a little uncomfortable when I'm listening to music I want it to um, to make me want to look over my shoulder yes um, and Sean comes from you know crowbar and yeah and, hardcore yes you know, yeah and so he, sometimes you can hear some new metal stuff that kind of slides in and <laughs> You know, hopefully you can hear some like the goth, goth. Uh, we used to call it goth. Um, the goth, you know, tendencies in there too. So they, hopefully they marry. Okay. <laughs> well, let's give them a taste. I gotta play "Burn" because I freaking love this song. Um, I'm obsessed a little bit. Uh, so we're gonna play "Burn," and then we're gonna get back with Gwen Strang from Frail. Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for listening. And you're missing out if you're not. And if they're not, can you imagine, like, if they're not listening? Anyway. All right. We'll get back.
that was burn folks frail we got gwen strang on the line right now and uh i gotta ask her what happens when vocalists have sinus issues <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean you know honestly depending on on what's going on you kind of have you have to power through um but you know it's a lot of i drink a lot of um voice tamer tea and and hmm. just in general but also like you know honey and and uh chamomile chamomile yes the, the um the voice tamer i don't know exactly what it has in it but it's it's amazing it, and the honey you know it, it just coats your throat and it's it just works see kids we actually help here too <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not going to talk politics because that would suck. So um, I got to ask you, what are you listening to currently? What music? Sure. Um, I, I've i listened to the new Thou and the Ruth Rundle album a lot. Hmm. Um, I just went down a Sinead O'Connor rabbit hole. <laughs> That's a wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like, I don't know how I got started on it, but it just, kind of started spiraling and so I've been stuck on that um I get stuck on songs and I will just play it over and over and over again until I can figure it all out and hmm. it's I think I do that with like visual stuff as well I just sit there and stare at it until I can have like a plan in my head or, or know like pick the pieces apart and know exactly how it was put together nice. um and like I said same with music for um, I'm also stuck on um, Affliction, Sub Rosa. I've been like playing that song ad nauseum <laughs> for like two weeks now. <laughs> wow, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those annoying people that just listen to the same bloody thing over and over again. Do you see yourself covering um, Sinead O'Connor at some point? Uh, perhaps. There's a reason I asked that. I think she would dig you, just saying. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Like, on the off chance, that, that'd be, like, the one thing she doesn't hate. <laughs> does, that oh. make, does, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she'd dig you. I think, yeah, I could see you guys doing that. Uh, but what song would it be? Not the one. Well, I can't say anything because maybe something is happening. Oh, so Christ. I can't... Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I always step on landmines. Always. Always. <laughs> or maybe you just dig stuff up really easily a little bit yeah it comes with being <laughs> half a century old um what, so what again like um all right so your topics are dark but you have a glimpse of light is all this cathartic for you when you write when you sing it yeah i think i really do think it is i really believe that that's how i exercise my demons is through writing this stuff and i think I think I've heard it said before is that sometimes, you know, a lyricist will write something and they get through it and they're like, well, that was kind of cool. You know, really doesn't have anything to do with me. But then, you know, you go back to it and you read it like a month later or you uh, hear it. Yes. And you're like, oh, damn, this is this is exactly what I was going through at the time. But, you know, I, I just wasn't aware that it was, you know, so personal until after. And I find that that happens to me a lot. Um, Interesting, but some, yeah. But sometimes there, you know, I, I write stuff just to just to get it out. Like the new album, I I wrote a song, um, you know, which I can't even sing without crying. So it, it's you know, it it is very personal, and 
I think even people who say that they write lyrics about, you know, books that they've read or stories that they've, that they've heard, mm. I think realistically it is still very personal because it is your personal take on that story. And, you know, I think it really kind of has to be if you want your music to be emotive and to stir emotion. Yes. Uh, hence, Robert Smith. Right. Yes. Um, I'd be doing my listeners an injustice if I didn't ask you what the content was. Uh, for the new song that... The one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I lost my 18-year-old cat oh. uh, not too long ago. And to me, cats are... Well, animals in general, I like more than people. But, yes, yes, um, very much. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. But, you know, uh, I had her for 18 years, and, mm. you know, she was such a special, uh, a special little soul, and... and you know, having to be the one to make the decision as to whether she lives or dies and knowing that, you know, she trusts you to make that decision is just, it's heartbreaking. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Wow. Okay. So are we going to get to hear that song or is that one, like, it's going to be private for a long time? (laughs) Yeah. It'll, it'll be, it'll be out on the next album. Wow. Okay. I look forward to that. Um, yeah. So, didn't mean to bring you to that place, but I. Yeah. It happens. Thanks, I, I know, right? God damn me. Um, all right. But pick out the next song. We're going to play another song by Pharrell right now. Uh, your choice. Okay. Um, one of my favorites that we did was Marrow on the Women of Dune album. Nice. All right. Yeah. Sit tight, folks. We're going to get right back.
I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Okay, folks, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. I've got Gwen Strang on the line right now, and we're talking frail. And uh, there's people that have questions for her. Are you ready Thanks. to field these questions? I'll do my best. <laughs> Good luck. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what we got here. Okay, so let's start off with, oh yeah, my co-host that's not here, another Sean. What inspires the creative process? What has she been listening to? Okay. Um, well, Sean, uh, you know, I think we talked a little bit in the uh, last section. I've been listening to um, Sinead O'Connor, Dow, uh, Always Sabrosa. I think where my where my creative process starts is lyrically. You know, every day I write things down, like whether it be a word, um, a turn of phrase, I, you know, that kind of comes into my head or whatever it is. And I have a library of hundreds and hundreds of, of notes, um, <laughs> to pull from. And then when, you know, um, when I write the melody that has to come first because Sean writes, you know, the, um, the riff first, he writes kind of a, a basic uh, arrangement and so I have to kind of fit within that arrangement so um, the library that I have of all these notes kind of helps with that because I'll write my melody I'll kind of count it out and then I have to go back to my notes and that's usually where the lyrics start is I'll pick out a note or two and that will be the basis for that song does that make sense yeah more sense than I could make yes Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, next question. Oh, God, this one's deep. I can't read this. Okay, this comes from Paul in New York. Oh, my God, Paul, what are you doing to me? The power of music unites people from diverse places and perspectives. In 2020, with the pandemic shutting down concerts and political strife driving us further apart, how do musicians bridge that gap? and remind audiences of their commonalities when music has been reduced to background noise piped into people's eardrums through <laughs> AirPods 
while they're multitasking. Oh my God, Paul. Anyway. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Jeez. <laughs> God. Um, well, that's that's big. Um, yeah. I I think it's funny, especially right now with the whole you know election thing going on. You know, if I pop onto my Facebook, hmm. I, I'll notice that you know everybody that's writing stuff. There's you know fans of the genre on on both sides of of you know of politics left and right and it's to me that it always amazes me that you think that because you're you know this way that other people that listen to this music are also this way but it it, it's um not gonna say shocking but it's interesting to to see that there are people that are so avidly you know left or right and and um that we all share this love of the same type of music yes uh i I think it, I think that's really interesting. I, I'm very interested in psychology, and, and um, to me, that would be an interesting study: is how you know how do these people from all different political you know walks of life, like how, how do they come together with this particular type of music? How did they get there? Hmm. And what about it? Does, you know, what about it is scratching that itch for them? I think that's really interesting. Now, as far as, you know, how do we bring everybody together? I think that's kind of one of those things. I wish, sometimes I wish that Facebook was not a thing because it, <laughs> you know, it, it takes, it, it puts out the best and the worst of, of people online. And I think that online people just get really, uh, they become Fierce. bullies when, Fierce. They, you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's just kind of crazy, but, I don't know. That's that's my not so deep thought on that. Ball, no, so gr <laughs> great answer, great answer. Um, to me, metal music has always been personal, song by song. It's never been a point of view. It's always just been I like that song for that moment. Let's see, Sean, you're Sean. Uh, mentioned. <laughs> I have another call. I, 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 somebody else wants me to ask something else, but it, it kind of coincides with this. Uh, one of your worst moments on stage, and Sean's story last time was pretty freaking funny, where you couldn't find the stage. I don't remember that. Oh boy, go back and listen. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's on there. So what? All right, let's. I'm gonna go into Erica right now. Erica asks this question. Hold on, let me find it now. Um, Oh, God, here we go. What was your favorite or least favorite show you've played live? Um, well, there's a couple of shows that, that come to mind that were not great. Uh, number one, when I first started, I mean, I'm, I think I'm a pretty shy person. And to get me to go out on stage and... and thing was just blowing my, blowing my mind <laughs> at the beginning um so i think i did i think i spent the first year of shows more trying to hide even though you know you're right up front trying to hide instead right. of trying to be present um so number one i apologize to anybody at any of those first, any of those first shows Aww. um but we played a show in cincinnati and Sean was adamant that we play it, but for some reason I just had a really bad feeling about it. But he, anyway, so we got there 
and there wasn't a stage and we were kind of just in the middle of the floor with a crappy little PA and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. And yeah. And we use a lot of, you know, Sean uses a lot of pedals, the band uses a lot of pedals, including myself at that time. And I didn't have a vocal set up. I had guitar pedals that I was singing through and it was just a nightmare and everything like number one, because I'm so soft, um, <laughs> You know, in general, it's difficult to get the, you know, get everything sounding right. But when you add a, a crappy PA to it and <laughs> guitar pedals, that's just forget it, forget about it, you know. Um, so, so that was bad. Um, and then there was another one where it was just, I forget what was going on, but we have like, um, we have samples in, in, in the music and so we have like a backtrack uh, and we test it at the beginning with, I don't know, a couple of things. One is, are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. I don't know if you know Platinum Blonde, uh -huh. Canadian band. From I do, so, yes, yes. Yeah. So we play that and it just went on for fucking three minutes. <laughs> oh no. Straight. <laughs> so those are probably the worst. <laughs> well, there you go. Erica, fashion, trash, and, um, and by the way, would you like to do Muppet Voices? Because this girl, again, does it's a puppet show, but look up Fashion Trashin' on Facebook, and if you want to do some voices, yeah, it's all you. I'm awesome at voices. Oh, I am awesome at, like... you're in. <laughs> okay, I'll set you up, I'll set you up. Uh, yeah, she, oh, well, she thinks you're great, anyway. Um, so, Ring of Fire, that song gives me chills uh the way you do it uh do you ever Thank scare you. do you ever scare yourself like when you're doing stuff like that no i i want it scarier and spookier <laughs> like i like i said i want i want our music to make you feel a little uncomfortable and a little on edge and if and if i can do that then i feel like i've succeeded perfect perfect answer perfect answer um so i think darker than black that video really captures your live experience maybe it's just me but i saw it i saw it live and yeah oh good good yeah we were thinking about making like an actual video but we just finished up a another video and so our label was there at uh, st vitus and and took video and so we were like great and then you know eric um, one of the uh, fellows who owned the lawn, uh he, you know, put the lyrics on there. Like, that's freaking amazing. It, just the way he did it. So I'm like, great. We, yeah, we thought we liked the way it turned out, too. Perfect. You like witchcraft. Well, I'm not Wiccan, but I, I think that uh, the, you know, I think witch is a lot more all-encompassing term now than it was so True. i'm not wiccan i'm not pagan i'm probably more um hermetic um than anything else um okay but that's not really a religion I, you know i don't even know it's just it, it is what it is i do stuff to make sure that my future is what i want it to be you know i i believe in creating your own future and present so i you know, work a lot on, on that manifesting and just, 
you know, I think that as long as you're, I think there's a lot of things that, that we do on an everyday basis that, you know, you can consider Mm -hmm. Yes. witchcraft, you know? I, I, yes. Yes. You've actually inspired me. Oh. Yeah. How so? Uh, writing (laughs) the silly thing I do. Good. 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 Yeah. Oh, I sent you something too. I hope you got it. Oh, yes. Did you get yeah, Dr. Peeler? Yeah. Awesome. I have to boast about yeah. it a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, no, absolutely. It's awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. That's all. But yeah, Dr. Peeler, demon psychiatrist at burningbulbcomics.com, folks. Help us out. Issue two and three coming out, but we need your help. And there you go. But right now, what else you got, Gwen? I love talking with you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I just, I'm just living the dream here day by day <laughs> <laughs> oh are we gonna get through this oh for sure Ugh. i think things are gonna completely change on the other side of it but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but i mean i think i was kind of made for quarantine <laughs> right I, I just love to you know hang out and make stuff yes so that's create exactly and keep creating please because you uh Definitely uh, the best at it that I've met in a long time. And, and tell Sean oh, that, too. You. Again, the Seans are not here today, folks. All right. Enough of that. Oh, oh wait. I do have to throw, I have to throw this out you because I've been mean to my Sean. Um, sleep paralysis. Do you have any views on that? I have never had it, thank God. Good. It sounds scary. Sean suffers from it, and I keep making fun of him. And I, I, I can't help but be dark comedic. It's just in my nature. But I right. think it, it's actually a real thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. yeah. I, I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. I, I mean, I understand that, you know, people get night terrors. And, yes. oh, I just, to me, that would be horrible. Unfortunately or unfortunately, I don't sleep enough to. Ah, yes, uh, me neither. <laughs> I don't. So insomnia is a blessing, right? I guess. Creativity. I, I guess. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, it's like, yeah, I don't sleep. Keep creating. But that's, I don't right. know. Is it healthy? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, sleep paralysis, a real thing, folks. And I'm just mean. <laughs> I just mean when I make fun of Sean with that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway all right hey in closing uh we're working heavily on the new album so we're you know just when to when to release it because during these times how the heck does anybody release an album i don't know um not right it's just it's you know i don't know so we hope to have it complete by the end of the year but then who knows when it will when it will come out and then vinyl pressing is like ridiculously backlogged so oh yes i'm all about vinyl i just got deftones on vinyl Ooh, which one? Oh, the new one it's so amazing oh cool oh it's so good it's so good uh yeah that and we got perry farrell's last one too but yeah amazing stuff um so wow vinyl is okay so it's backlogged interesting oh so backlogged which yeah i thought it was kind of interesting as well seeing as how again you know, these times I understand that they're probably running on more of a skeleton crew, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know, but okay. m- months and months it takes now. 
Okay, well, I still want, I still have, a, I actually have a t-shirt, but I want a new t-shirt, I want a poster, and I want some CDs, blah, 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 from Frail okay. at some point. I, I don't know. I'll hit Sean up at some point and see what happens. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing this. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate I it. appreciate your time. Well, again, thank you for, for chatting. I always enjoy speaking with you. Thank you. I know. I'm fucking annoying. I'm a fan. I can't help it. Fans are annoying. You're not annoying, bitch. <laughs> You'd be surprising. But, all right.
Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. 
the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.